0: Sit down, girl. Why you all stiff? Reese, will see so you got on my favorite dress with this area. y'all like, hey,
1: wow, all out. Greased up from a man. Hey, I'm sorry, I'm Dre Ellis. What? Uh, Richard Lawson. Richard Lawson. All right, you sound educated. Good for you, girl. Good,
0: right. um, You guys, um, friends of Reese's? Yeah, well, actually, the funny thing is, she's my wife. What?
1: Look, hey, I'm sorry. I, That's I cool.
0: That's cool. How could you know she ain't wearing the 15000 thousand dollar ring that I bought her? As all right, since so they still paying off, but Actually, you understand? I'm for could it. you not put my Look. business out on Did this? You street? You're this Listen, my no, man. You know what? We were
1: just about to leave. I'm
0: trying to order the most expensive bottle <laughs> of champagne because we finna celebrate. Drake, we gonna celebrate what? My divorce. How about that? And some pork chops. because <laughs> I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> <see>. All right. <laughs> What up, what up, what up? This is episode six of the B.O.B. Podcast. This is Jay. I'm here with my wife, Jersey, and we are potting.
1: And we're not getting divorced.
0: No. Well, other people are. Yeah. You told me today when we was leaving our work that um, Miss, Miss Williams filed.
1: Yo, it's getting so real right now.
0: What's real about it?
1: It's getting so real right now because she, when she came back.
0: First of all, who came back? Wendy. Is,
1: okay. Wendy. Wendy who? Well, well, actually, before we jump into it. Let's let's thank everybody for listening to the last podcast and being so gracious to wait on us because we late. A podcast should have been out on Tuesday. But we
0: madly. It's, but it's Thursday. But whatever, night.
1: we still making it. We here. It's
0: Thursday night. We we mad we But we're here though. But we, like we were in Jersey. We were in Jersey. We were celebrating Having Black an Love.
1: Epic time.
0: Celebrating Black Love.
1: You looked amazing.
0: Y'all killed. I bodied it. Yeah, going Instagram. You, but, but you bodied it too though. Like that red um the ruby red necklace. Look, yo. y'all. Y'all show. I was showing them at work. They was like, "Oh, oh yeah."
1: I was just an accessory. That's all. You, you definitely Kim Kardashian. Be.
0: I was your accessory.
1: No, nah, not even. You picked out my whole outfit. Like I've definitely. I'm like, if this is what Kim feels like on a daily basis, I can't.
0: She picks out her own stuff sometimes.
1: No, she don't. He dresses her like a doll. That's wild. But she likes it though.
0: That's wild. Anyway, anyway. We are here. Um, we're a bit late. Uh, a lot has happened in the last couple of weeks. We're gonna try to get to some of it. Maybe try to get to all of it. We're gonna see what we can get to. Um, but we're here. We're here. We are here. We are here. Episode six. Six. And we are rolling. We're mad excited. I'm to be excited. On episode six. Yo, we're getting so close to the double digits. And to see those numbers keep going up week after week. Every week. Y'all showing mad love. People are still listening to our craziness. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. I mean, they listen. They mainly listen for you. They don't listen I don't for know. me. I'm like, yeah, you know, J- 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 but you know. I think
1: but I think being that we left home, I think we should start this in a very Jersey way.
0: What's
1: that? So boom. Um Alright, so boom. Alright, <laughs> so boom.
0: Alright, so check me out. So check me out, so boom. Alright, so, so so talk about Wendy.
1: I wish like, that people could see me standing behind like when people take a step back in Jersey and say so boom. I wish they could see that.
0: Okay, so Anyway, um, give us the, the story. Because it's been a couple weeks since we were here. Uh, Wendy was doing crack by the side of the highway. Allegedly.
1: She was not doing... Who did you... Who who raised you? No one said Wendy was doing crack on the side. Wow. So... That's a lot, bro. So tell me what happened. That's a lot. Allegedly. No, it's not even allegedly. Like, there's no report that said Wendy was doing crack on the side of a highway. What did you... I wow, hear. I you, hear things. First of all, like I told you to go look at this. Where did you read that? Okay. That Wendy was doing crap. I did
0: absolutely no research. On the research. side of a high. I have no interest in researching anything about Wendy Williams.
1: First of all, <laughs> you know what? I. <laughs> first of all, we are not. So gonna I'm just dis- going to wing it. We are not going to disrespect <laughs> the queen of radio. All right. I mean, Wendy, I respect her. Wendy has done has made tremendous strides in broadcasting. She has made tremendous strides in commentary. And if she did not do the work that she was doing, we wouldn't have these shows like The Real, The Talk, The View, Wendy. Okay? Cause it all starts from a black woman every anyway. Everyone knows that. She laid
0: her foundation strong.
1: She did. And gave all these pe she birthed all these people.
0: That's up. Okay, salute to so, Wendy so, Williams, so, y'all. Yeah. To I'm not gonna clap it, but um, no, nah,
1: I'm gonna clap for her because you, she I mean, deserved was, that. I'm just saying she deserved hands, that clap. My hands are full. Of course it is, cause we're drinking this evening, and our glasses. We're having some uh, lovely top shelf rum, and uh, bottom
0: I'm, shelf orange juice.
1: And we're having bottom shelf orange juice <laughs> because you know what? We're we're never we're never too sediddy, all right? <laughs> it's Walmart, all right? It's and it's not and it, I don't even know if it's pasteurized, but it doesn't freaking matter. We're doing it.
0: Get to the shits. You're supposed to be talking about Wendy. That's ASMR. Get to the shit.
1: All right, listen. That's for all my ASMR people out there who understand. Tiff,
0: get to the shit. Jersey, I'm get to get, the shit.
1: Oh, because I read, and you didn't. <laughs> That's why I need to get to the shit. Explain to me Because you didn't read. Gave,
0: all that happened. Wendy was okay, out, so she listen, was out so sick.
1: Listen, she so came
0: back from being out okay, sick. Okay,
1: I'm about to tell you. All right. All right. So, boom. Wendy went out on leave last year, okay? And, um- To do crack. No- Stop saying she's Wendy. Don't sue me, okay? I did not say you were doing crack. And according to Whitney, crack is cheap, and she wants to see the receipts. Okay, I'm sorry, too soon. Okay, listen. Um, Wendy went out last year on leave, okay?
0: Not to do crack,
1: not to do crack, okay? okay? Not to do crack. Don't listen to Jay. He clear. Has, he has no understanding.
0: I am crystal clear.
1: All right, great. She did not
0: take her leave of absence to do, to crack. do crack. No, she didn't. Thank you. Okay, great. Thank you for clearing that up for me. I'm, I'm glad that you. I could do
1: that for you. Yeah. So she went out on leave. And um, when she went out on leave, that's when um, Love B. Scott, if anybody's not familiar with Love B. Scott, Love B. Scott is a... I'm not. Okay. Well, Love B. Scott is not a transgender. She is... Well, I think he, he still refers to himself as a he, and I, I want to say that he's an androgynous. If you don't know what an androgynous is, please take the time to go and spell androgynous incorrectly, and then Google will spell it correctly for you and look up the definition, because I'm not androgynous. here.
0: Androgynous. To... A-N-D-G-R-O-G-Y-N-O-U-S.
1: I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> he... Was the first one to report that Wendy Williams and her husband was having problems, okay, and that he was, thought, well, I thought, actually, I thought, I thought it was the Telegraph. Hold on, actually, let me back up a little further. Two years ago, the Daily Mail, Daily which, Mail. which is owned by um Pierce, I can't remember his is is
0: Pierce uh, Brosnan.
1: No, not, that doesn't that 007? Yeah. No, 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 no. Pierce Morgan. Pierce Morgan. Okay. From England,
0: the U. The U.K. All, Pier- all Pierces are from England.
1: Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, listen, <laughs> not not very cute, old white man. Okay. Um, owns this gossip site, and I don't know who she pissed off over there, because it just it was just a very awkward um investigation, in my opinion. Because what, I'm like, oh, why are we you, investigating did, Wendy for?
0: Her? Did you tell me the baby mother paid for her? or like? Tipped, well, Hold on, I'm getting to that. Okay, I'm getting that. Mind.
1: I'm getting that. Okay, so I'm thinking she pissed off somebody over there at the Daily Mail. Okay, so the Daily Mail was following Wendy Williams for a whole year. Mm. Can you believe it's a whole year? Followed the husband and the husband and the and the mistress. Mistress Kelvin. was living down the street. Kelvin. Did we who, talk about Kelvin a little bit last week? Right. What Kelvin. What did we
0: say about Kelvin?
1: That they're not friends. All Kelvin right. who. Is going by the alias Kevin, but real name Kelvin, had his name on the mailbox of the residence that the mistress was staying in. But then other people dug deeper and went to, you know, people. People, y'all can't hide nothing. If you're gonna buy something with your hoe, please don't put your name on it. Cash. It's public record. Do it cash. cash, cause receipts, receipts. So they went down to the good old. You know, because that public information. They got public information and found out that not only was Sharina. I believe her name is Sharina. Is it Sharina? I don't know her name. I don't know. Whatever. The whole name was on damn deed, the whole, okay? The whole and name his, ain't important. And his name was on there, too. Allegedly. No, that's not alleged. That's proof. There's, there's facts out there that their name was on that deed together. No,
0: I'm just saying the alleged hoe. Um, I, don't, I don't know that she's. A ho- I don't know she. She a might or not I, be a hoe, but I, I, you know. But
1: uh, we just we just gonna say the home wrecker, okay? Yeah, so the home home wrecking hoe, the home ho- wrecking ho. chick was on the deed, okay? All right. And they found this out. So then the Daily Mail they released all these photos. Photos of the mistress and Kevin going to the mall. Oh, they oh yeah, they out on the town. Oh, they, oh they going to the mall. Oh, they going shopping, shopping. And you know he don't got no damn job. So that's Wendy money he they going to shop. Job. Hell no. Nah.
0: He's a producer on, one, on Wendy Williams' That's show. a whole
1: other subject.
0: He, a producer on, he was a producer on her First radio show. First of all,
1: I'm tired of y'all trying to act like dudes don't get kept. And they talking about, oh, a rich man could go find a broke woman, but there ain't no other way around. You are lie. That man was capped. That's Stedman. What's Stedman do? It don't matter. Stedman ain't married either. It don't matter. Do, he, do, he, don't, do, he don't need to be married. He in the mansion. Do,
0: do Stedman got uh, producer credits? I, don't, any know. I
1: don't know. But he, whatever he doing the Oprah, whether he out in the garden picking peas with her, she taking care of that penis forever. Okay? So anyway, because nobody know what Stedman do. What's Stedman's job?
0: I can't wait till you give Richard famous. Oh, I'm taking care
1: of you. you. Well, you right. gonna be a you gonna be a uh, what's the name of that movie? You gonna be a uh, Mr. Mom. Anyway, so
0: listen. I'm gonna keep these abs tight. You is you gotta I go to got you, no, you gotta got
1: got no go upset. to the gym. I can't handle fat husband. If you gonna be at home, <laughs> ain't no, you eat no bonbons and ice cream. That's all I'm gonna do. Yeah, work out. out, work out, and be oiled up. Retire me. Work out and be oiled up when I come in the house and you better have my dinner ready. Retire me. All right, don't worry. I'm gonna work on it. Um not so like my
0: job and all but retire me
1: though. What? How <laughs> <laughs> you going to have a job? <laughs> okay. So, listen, start listen. Track. Back listen, back back. Track. So, they took pictures of these people for a year, right? And then Wendy comes back to the show and Wendy was like, "Oh, I know the streets have been talking greasy about me. It's not true. Yada yada yada, Right? So, everybody like, you know, everybody in the in the new in the tri-state areas such as New York, New Jersey, Philly, you know that area be like, Yeah, we know you lying because we seen how Kevin moved because we all from that area, but we're gonna let you live. Go off, sis. Okay, so yeah, he, now
0: he definitely was out in He was in out public. there
1: moving in public, didn't give a damn. He your store wasn't the only thing that had the heat. So listen, right? Wendy really? had a store in Monica. Um <laughs> uh, Montclair called Wendy's Got the got, yes. it's called the Heat.
0: It's not as fire when you when you have to explain
1: it. But I'm just saying. But, but, it, for, but for, for, for those
0: of us that know, we, we, we call it.
1: For people who don't know the reference. We caught that. So he was out there slinging penis all night and all day. Allegedly. allegedly. Right? allegedly. right? But allegedly. it's not if we go in these New Jersey streets. Y'all know he was out there. doing. First of all, quiet as a kept, Wendy need to go down to the nearest Planned Parenthood and check that cool cat out because you don't know what he was bringing home. Wendy don't got to go to Planned okay, Parenthood. She I got a saying, doctor
0: that come to her. You
1: got to go check out your cool cat. Cause you don't want to catch nothing in your coop cat at fifty four years old, and then you can't use it no more.
0: Coo cat you know, still working? That, you know that's a, a thing, like in the old people homes, people be having like all kind of wild STDs. They be like, don't 80, they? They be eighty years old because they think they, they think be, they can't catch nothing. They be flaring up.
1: They be thinking they cocoon.
0: They be having a whole flare They're up. They
1: cocoon. Anyway, listen. Okay, so we sidetracked again, but listen, I'm gonna tell y'all the rest. So. Okay, you so boom. Have had no room. so boom. I didn't even drink that much. I'm so boom. No, cause you just want to drink. So boom. Listen. So Wendy denied the whole thing. Yeah,
0: I'm a okay. Ba- I'm a ba- but
1: ba- then ba- Wendy started getting sick on the television. She faded. Y'all remember oh, when yeah. she fainted. She, dress up she like was dressed like uh, Statue of Liberty and bust and, and fell all her and, ass and on hit, the floor. Hit a whole and, shimmy. Yeah, did it, She y'all remember? She fell her ass on the floor and now then gonna I say lead, she was I, exhausted. Now, she wasn't exhausted.
0: See, that's why I thought she was on crack because of, like her no, eyelid twitched. Like she
1: wasn't on crack then. Cause she, you know how
0: the, how the eye like when I mean I don't know if you know but when they be hitting the pipe, the eyebrow. Yeah, I don't know
1: no crackheads. Listen. Alright. So um. I don't know nobody who crack. I'm keep them kind of friends. Never mind. Um, so listen. Um, I don't know why do you have crack friend, crackhead friends. I don't, I don't have know any crackhead friends. You know, why do you know the f- uh, effects of crack? Okay. Anyway, that's the sidebar. We'll talk about it later. I just don't. Never mind. I, so anyway, um, Wendy. Okay, at any
0: point, we'll just edit that out.
1: No, we're not. Cause you know people <laughs> who do crack. Um. Anyway, so um, Wendy start tripping. Like things started she started going to decline, and uh, then her arm mysteriously got broke. They say how your arm get broke. She broke since? her arm. Yeah, she was on the air in the cast, and so she fuck? was like, "Yeah," she said she fractured, she had a hairline fracture in her arm. That didn't so, push it down the flight but, of stairs. But hold on, quiet as get, quiet as get. Allegedly, the streets, the streets say allegedly that she was getting her ass whooped, <laughs> and that's why her. No, I'm not laughing at. at that's her, how she got that hairline fracture. That
0: potential. I mean, I, he
1: Floyd may weathered that ass, and that's what they saying. But I don't know if it's why are you Dragon Floyd good name into. He can't read. It don't matter. He didn't even gonna understand or transcribe this podcast. Anyway, so um, shout out to Fifty for that information. Anyway, so okay, um, so she she never. When split. he got
0: pushed down a flight of stairs.
1: You don't even know that. Alleged. The streets say she got to ass whoop. Okay. Cause and they said the other streets also say that he had a uh, soundproof room built in a house in a mansion over there in Livingston so he could whoop her ass in private and nobody hear it in the streets.
0: That's That's some crazy shit. I don't believe that.
1: We don't know their life.
0: I don't believe that.
1: You, I don't put nothing past nobody in Hollywood.
0: Fuck it, I don't believe it.
1: Hollywood, them folks weird. They're not in Hollywood. Yes, they is.
0: They're in New York. As much as as she try
1: to act like she ain't part of that crowd, you part of that crowd, sis. Anyway, so... She left the show. we supposed to be on Wendy quick. Listen. Let's get on Wendy, get off. Listen, we got a whole hour. We could do this. Listen, so, um, Wendy, she ended up, um, she ended up taking time off from the show, okay? She took the time off, talking about she, because she, she was supposed to return in January.
0: And then Nick Cannon...
1: And then she had all these guest hosts, but people. There were there were
0: other guest hosts other than Nick Cannon.
1: Yeah. Um, Who else Um, you? what's what she had, she was on the View for a little while with, with the big titties. Oh. I can't remember her name, but she like she been on the show. She was I'm sure she was happy to get that check because Quiet as can, with her her ex husband took her damn to the cleaners when they was trying to have a baby and now he taking her for some damn child support that she had to pay for a baby that she uh made in a test tube. They, they, Ooh, that they, was a terrible thing. They, they still looking a for guest hosts.
0: They still looking for guest hosts.
1: Jay, she's back on the show. She's back on air? Yes, can I finish? Can, you hurry the, up can I finish the story? All right. Listen, okay. So, after that um the story had broke that Kevin was still cheating with that Calvin. Was still cheating with that woman, and then she was also abusing substances like pills and cocaine or crack. Nobody allegedly, and that's what B Scott had put out there
0: that she was doing crack by the side of the road.
1: That she was using substances, okay? So, uh, right, so I'm saying what the report from Love B Scott said. Okay, she denied Love B Scott. And then the next report that came out, while she was gone, was that the mistress was pregnant. Mm. But she never commented on that. And the plot thickens. Right, she never commented on that. She just came back to the show and told everybody, don't ask me about my marriage until the ring comes off. That's what she said. So not a ring off. Well, hold on. Page six says that she's requesting for privacy at this time. Which all people do. Because you went on TV flashing your hand around talking about everything's good in Hunterville. And now you went down to the to the courthouse or had your lawyer go down there and say for a was, uh, di- uh differences. I don't know what people get divorced for because I ain't it's getting one.
0: Irreconcilable
1: Who gives a damn? You, we ain't getting a divorce? Why we didn't know the verbiage? I don't even need that in my life. Uh, I ain't doing no crack. You ain't having sex with no hoes. We good to go. So... Uh, now this leads us up to today. This news broke, okay?
0: So she came back.
1: Yeah, she had been back on TV. But
0: what happened? Because wasn't it? Didn't she check into a sober
1: house? Yes, yeah, she. but that's what they said. But
0: that wasn't today. No, so that wasn't today. That. She she
1: did check into a sober
0: house. I wanted to get a haircut a couple weeks ago. My barber talking about, oh, hold on. I got to watch this bit about Wendy checking into a sober house. I was like, my nigga.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, she checked into a sober house. But this is the part. The reason why Wendy went on TV and said that she had checked into a sober house, the way that the um the people are talking, well, the, the news reports are saying, allegedly, that the Daily Mail had already had photos of her coming out of that Queen's sober living house before she had announced it. So they kind of forced her hand before they released those photos of Mm -hmm. her coming out of that sober living because she had been in sober living since the time she returned to the shop.
0: So Kevin could cheat in peace.
1: I mean, I don't know what people do. Allegedly. I don't know what they be doing. I just know what I heard. Okay.
0: So what you were telling me earlier about Kevin making Wendy do crack.
1: Okay, so I didn't say she was doing crack. I said that... If you are in a relationship and you feel that you need to rely on substances to stay or or to exist in that relationship, it's over. If the second I think about doing crack because I'm with you to make it better, I think we need to get a divorce and you need to get the hell out of my life.
0: That'd be the definition of toxic. Yes. Relationship.
1: Okay. It's absolutely toxic. Right, and then this, then this stuff has been going on for years, allegedly, that they've had this toxic relationship full of cheating and abuse. So this is what I really wanted to talk about. It wasn't even about all of that. I wanted to talk about people's specific commentary in regards to Wendy's situation and how they're saying that, you know, because she speaks so badly about other celebrities and people that, you know, it's kind of her karma that this is happening to her. I don't believe that. I don't you don't subs- believe in
0: karma? I you know, believe I believe in karma, mind?
1: but I don't subscribe to that because I feel that it's kind of like you already kicking a nigga when they down. She already down, sis. Like, that's nasty. It's nasty. Yeah. And it don't feel good. Yeah. Like, she's hurt. I don't care what happened, what she didn't realize, what she didn't do. That's still a marriage. A marriage is now going to be well. I don't know. She filed for divorce, but that don't necessarily mean that the marriage is over. Yeah. You know, you could file for divorce and then change your mind. For sure. So, but as it stands now, she's saying I'm taking the steps to get out of my marriage. Yeah. That's not. Cause they gotta, that's they, not easy.
0: Once they do that, they got to spend some time apart. They gotta yeah. Do, they got to do the separation. Like it, it, it steps to it. Um. But back to that whole karma point. Personally, I don't, I don't... I guess I believe in karma to a degree. I um, do. But I, I feel like karma is to teach you a lesson or there's some type of purpose. To it. I don't necessarily see a purpose to this karma for Wendy because...
1: Well, you know, people like, figure karma is something... If you do something bad, then something bad comes back.
0: Nah. It don't I
1: necessarily mean, have to be... I mean, I uh, guess that
0: could be true, but um, I like it's energy, right? So the energy that you put out can be reflected back into your life. But as much shit as people talk about Wendy, and I'm not a huge, um, okay, I'm not a fan at all of Wendy. I don't don't watch her show. I I never listen to her radio show. But from what I understand, a lot of people dislike that she can come off as messy. Um, But, I mean, at the end of the day, she has a job to do. And I don't see how her doing her job would reflect in some type of negative like, why would that attract drama and strife and stress and a cheating ass dude into her life? Like why would like why would that be the
1: Well, if you really want to know my opinion of how she could attract a cheating ass, abusive ass dude in her life, I, I have I have the time.
0: Well I, I think it's I think that is self esteem. I don't well, think that's karma. The,
1: the, 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 is, that is the first part. The second part is, even though Wendy says that she has done her work in regards to seeing somebody, um, as far as an analyst, about her demons, I don't think she's fully really come to terms with that. You mean that. a therapist? Right. Okay. To see, yes, an analyst, a therapist, someone who can sit down and, and try to work out to get your shit together, I don't think that she's, she's done doing her work. Because even when she refers to her husband, even that day when she got on TV and said, oh yeah, we're, we're together, it's all good, da-da-da-da, she showed this picture of herself when she was a little heavier, and she said, "You know, and, and this is not the first time she has said, oh well he was with me when I looked like that. So my point is, it shouldn't have mattered what you looked like when somebody chose you. They choose you because they want to be with you, not because... Oh, you were not. You were less desired, and this person took. You know, it's almost like this uh, unwavering loyalty to this individual because they went and got you when you felt that you were less desirable or favorable. That is a mental issue that you are having, and that a demon that you are facing. I feel like that is the reason why Wendy ended up in a marriage that. Allegedly, could have been abusive. Allegedly, could have been, you know, full of cheating and infidelity, and that she would continuously allegedly uh, excuse and accept that behavior because she hasn't truly accepted herself. There's nothing wrong with her, and that's why she's always so super obsessed with her weight. Because that was another thing she mentioned when she came back to the show. Oh look, I haven't even gained a pound, Wendy. Listen, sis, we don't even care if you gained a pound. You are a woman of a certain age. You were 54 years old. We don't like, that's the age when you're not supposed to give a shit. Listen, this is who I am, and y'all just gonna have to deal with it. That's when you can say whatever the hell you wanna say, and everybody just gotta shut the hell up and take it. 54 years old. I don't agree with that. I do. No, I don't. No, you're on your right. You are in your right as a woman, and don't mean they all got to be mean and rude. But you, you, you assume or you walk into a certain level of confidence at that age, at fifty. Honestly, I can't wait for forty to come around because you ain't gonna be able to you tell should, me you shit. Should,
0: you should never be at a point where you're beyond somebody giving you some good advice. No, that's not. One own. has
1: nothing to do with the other. I said confidence. You should be at a level of confidence at the age of walking into fifty. You know yourself. You accept yourself. You love yourself, wrong or right. And everybody needs to accept them. You ain't what... You're not at 54. I ain't looking for nobody to accept my ass. I accept me, and that's enough. You don't need... I don't need to... I don't need to... I don't need to... I I don't need to do nothing. So... But I'm saying it should be... Embedded in you by that time because you know who you are, you know what you've accomplished, you are proud of yourself, and you love yourself. But Wendy is still not there yet, and that's why she continues to subject herself to an individual who allegedly is abusive, or like Charlamagne has said, I hope Wendy gets out of... Uh, uh, Calvin is a terrible person and a horrible human being, and I hope Wendy wakes up before she doesn't. When people are saying stuff like that, oh, and man. you have been in a situation for 22 years, no, 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 no. Something ain't right, sis. You need to start loving yourself. So what we need to do, oh, women, is we does. need to start sending some love Wendy's way. Stop using her job to make this okay. It's never okay for women to be in situations where men are taking advantage and treating them less than. It's never okay. So that's, no, that's I don't 100. subscribe to that's none of that.
0: Now I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, she she definitely, um you know, pray, prayers... Um, good energy, positive vibes, all that, her, her direction. Um, I, I hope things improve for her. I hope that um, her filing the divorce is an important first step for her to Hopefully she to go transition. through
1: it. Yeah, I mean... Because you never know, because you know there was a report that came out today prior to the pod that said that in order for him to walk away, he is asking Wendy, allegedly, for $10 million. She got it. Well, I would pay the bill and tell him good riddance. Yeah. Take you and your
0: dirty penis out of here, or just get your lawyers and fight. I'm I'm sure she can. I don't
1: know if it's going to be that easy on the business side
0: because they're in Jersey. They're in Jersey on the business side, yeah.
1: Because he's got her tangled up in so much stuff.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I, I I know the lawyers can make that can make that hopefully. Yeah, and if if she um moved any type of a way that was wise and considerate she would have been plotting the exit strategy for a while. First of all, restructuring some things, one, setting up companies in Delaware, moving money around. You know, there's, one, there's, there's, there's things that I you do. I would have been
1: like, I'm leaving you. How you doing?
0: How
1: who doing? Him. I'm leaving you. How you doing? He doing fine. How you doing? I'm
0: leaving you. I'm sure he's been squirreling away. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Anyway.
1: And I would have had me some hot young man with, with a large penis. Oh, you just got plans, huh? Yeah. Absolutely. You need a young back at 54. Because mm. y'all be on the decline. And it ain't cute. It
0: ain't going to be me. I ain't going to be why? on the decline. Because
1: women, this is why women, this is why older women look for younger men. Because when y'all y'all peak early, we don't. We round that 50 times, you be seasoned. And you be ready to go. You be a perfect piece of fried chicken. And you looking for a young back. The
0: hell's a perfect piece
1: of ride. You don't know because you gonna peak. You already in peak, not me. I'm be young, vibrant, and free. My right. vagina gonna be twelve, fifteen, sixteen years old when I'm fifty four. Facts.
0: Not with all that. Anyway, R. Right, Kelly. Anyway, it's the truth. Um, I think we've uh had enough for uh of Wendy Williams. We we definitely um wish her positive vibes. We hope everything is going well in that space.
1: I don't um, know if it's going well. I don't think she's anybody able, does she's well. able
0: to make a clean break. I and, doubt it. Um, you know, start fresh, start anew. Um, Springtime is perfect time for that. Anyway. It's going to
1: be a nasty divorce. I, I already foresee it because he doesn't have anything for himself. And usually when people don't have stuff for they self, it gets nasty and dirty. And I don't believe he's just going to let her pay him off, and then he go away. He's going to make it very hard for her. If this is the case, if she truly goes through with it, I do not see him making this exit process easy for her. We're going to see. I doubt it.
0: Hopefully he do.
1: So, here's my next question. What's that? Oh, yeah. Best of luck, Wendy. You know, we hope you pull through, man. Like, because this is not an easy thing. But, but this is my next question. So,
0: you let's question talk. Let's
1: Yeah, you. Let's talk. Let's talk etiquette because everybody thinks that edit. You know, everybody has a different um, thought process behind what's suitable and what isn't. Right? We're all raised in well, different. Yeah, that's. are all raised in different households, right? Different so, cultures. So different cultures, different households. So in my house, um, you know, if you come in the house, if you come in the door, and I have family there. I was raised that, or or if you go into anyone's house, I was raised that you should speak. Some people are raised that when you go into someone's house, you only speak when spoken to. So I say all this to say, um, re, like last week we all RIP to um Nipsey Hussle, and um we send love and and uh, condolences um, to to his light. to his family. But earlier friends, this and friends, fans, everybody. everybody that
0: that loved them,
1: and, and them, um them. earlier this week. Kodak Black went on his live like most, that like,
0: was like last week, right?
1: Yeah, like, um, like most, you know, unsupervised millennials do. And I don't say that in a way to disrespect millennials because I'm an exennial, which means I'm half of you. And, uh, he went on live and he was expressing himself in the way only he could. And what he said on live was basically that he would give Laura London. Lauren London, uh, one to three years to grieve over the death of Nipsey Hussle and that he would basically uh, shoot a shot. And Snoop... And the game were not here for his comments. They felt that they were disrespectful. There's a few they other felt people
0: that, that jumped in it, there as well. A
1: lot, and then it even got worse. So there's a trap museum, and I can't call what city this trap museum is in, but I think there it's was in Atlanta. okay. There was some photos of Kodak Black there. They took it down. There was also some radios play uh, stop. Some canceling on radio 106 um, power power 106 out in L.A. Said that they would not be playing any more Kodak Black it was records. Another, another radio station, um, I forget where it was, but I think it might have been Miami. Yeah, said that they weren't going to play his music anymore. So I say all this to say now people are and divided. Uh, uh, Some people uh, well, think he did nothing wrong. Some people think he did he didn't do that he that he was extremely disrespectful. So I just, say just to,
0: just to backtrack. Um, where do you stand? The, well, just to backtrack, a lot of people don't really understand about radio, but a lot of those DJs that are on those radio stations belong to these massive DJ clubs. Um, It's not necessarily... Their affiliation is not necessarily with power or with... It's like the Big Dog Pit Bulls is a radio club. Um, Camillo's got a radio club. Like, there's these clubs where all of these DJs from all of these radio stations across the company... or uh, Across the country, rather, fraternize, are affiliated, are related, and link up. So, if you piss off a radio in one city that could potentially affect your bread all across the country. Um, So that's why when somebody says, because there there was like a little bit of a debate going back and forth, like, oh, well, you know, Kodak's fans don't even really listen to radio, blah, blah, blah. One radio station in LA ain't going to really hurt them, But that's actually probably not the case because that potentially could affect his play in clubs Radio stations everywhere where DJs are still a force and still effective. So I just wanted to to like bring a little bit of more light to that.
1: So w- I appreciate that. So w- back to my question though. So as divided as, where I stand? What, as divided as the Fuck Kodak as, Black and anybody that love him. Okay, so that's where you stand. Okay, so I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. All right, um, I'm gonna say that what he said. Was not necessarily disrespectful, it was. but it was to me. It was um, distasteful, distasteful, um, which borders disrespectful. Um, I but I I say is most people were saying it was disrespectful to Nip- Nipsey Hussle, but that's not my take on it at all, um, because Nipsey Hussle is no longer here to. Really state what his feelings would have been um, if had he heard it, and honestly, if he was still alive, that would have never happened. No. Secondly, I feel that it was if this well, was that's truly why it's,
0: that's why it's disrespectful, but I, because if he were still here, nobody would like if, if they just broke up and it right. was three days since they break up, nobody's going on live. But Kodak that black hold, is not going on live. Talking about yeah, man, y'all give her a few weeks to get over Nipsey Hustle or whatever, but you know I'm gonna shoot my shot. That is not happening. Not no three days after the breakup. So that's why it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful because you only feel comfortable doing that because that man not here.
1: But I didn't finish, though. My bad. Okay, so the reason why I said it's not really about Nipsey Hussle at this point is because Nipsey Hussle has transcended to if one believes heaven, then that's where he's gone. Or he has transcended into what I believe, into some energy mass. Or eternal sleep. Or eternal sleep. Somewhere. Or whatever. Okay, so the reason why I said it was disrespectful to Lauren London specifically is because if that was your true feelings, that you felt that she was this person of um, respect and beauty, then how are you, how could you say these things to her and not really respect her feelings just because this man has died. Doesn't mean that she still doesn't love him. Mm -hmm. And if you loved her or you're saying that you are even in like with her or infatuated with her, you're not respecting her emotions. You're not respecting her space. You're allowing certain you're using your platform to create a circus around her Feelings that she can't really explain right now in regards to grieving over the man that she feels is the love of her life. And I feel that that makes it even more difficult for her during her grieving process. So I don't think any of that specifically was for her. It was really for you, which means you don't really care about her at all. You care about yourself.
0: He don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck, he don't care, he don't know Lauren London personally, he felt like this was the opportunity to throw his name in the middle of some mess. That's you, what he felt. But do
1: you think that the reason why he felt that that was an opportunity, because um a lot of people in the younger generation do thrive off that troll culture?
0: Yeah, thousand percent. Like I said, like I don't, I don't believe, and I'm not going. I can't say for certain because Kodak is, is been known to be reckless, and he's been known to shoot his mouth off. I mean, he I, just I recently said not... that he
1: was bigger than Tupac and Biggie, and the only reason why people Tupac felt... and are dead. But he, he Nip said, is dead. But hold on, the reason why he said that he feels that he that Tupac and Biggie were as big as they were is because they died, not due to their their contributions to the hip hop community and music. He was a sperm when he was here. That's true. Like what did he what did
0: he know about it? He but is Kodak
1: Black the first person of that generation to respond to older hip hop artists in the way that he did? No. No, there's lots of them that yeah. do that.
0: Yeah. I mean it's whatever. Like the the energy has shifted, it's different. I'm not I'm not gonna really gripe about that because I I understand what it's like when you're not able to under, to, to really witness ratings. Because, like, it's a little bit different from, like, I, for example, if you got, like, if you're looking at sports and, you know, you might be Kodak Black's age, what, what is he, 21 now, whatever like that. you you never really seen Jordan in his prime. But you've seen Kobe. You've seen LeBron. So for, for you in this generation, these are your greats. But you could still go back and you could watch tape of Jordan you know, game six in it, in his prime, doing what he does. And you can respect that because there is evidence. There's something that you can see that, that demonstrates his greatness on the court. Music is different. Music is so subjective. Like, music is a feeling, right? So when we think about, like, what Biggie meant to us as New Yorkers, what Pac meant to to our culture, like, it's, there's, The tenacity of what they did lyrically, what the skill level was, but there's also that resonation, like how it resonated with us as fans and what we were going through when we first heard Ready to Die or we first heard Machiavelli or like... Well,
1: can I I interject there? I feel like the reason why there's a subtle difference between the respect of old and new is because the way that the younger generation is being raised opposed to how you and myself were raised is very very different these kids were raised in a very digital way we we were the guinea pigs for those for these digital concepts sure. that ha- happened such as social media with black planet and college club shout out to everybody who had an account there but These kids know nothing else. And then we grew up in a house where our first exposures to music was what our parents listened to. So there was a lot of things that helped us develop that level of respect for someone who came before. So I could listen to Notorious B.I.G., but then also appreciate um, a Shirley Murdoch or an Anita Baker or um, Rocksteady. I could I could appreciate that and not say, Mom, turn that off because it's old. I could dance with my mother to these to these songs and not have that feeling like oh this is old people music no it was my mother's music it was my you know and I could sit with my grandmother and listen to we going up to the rough side of the mountain and appreciate that because this is what you were exposed to but now that these kids have so much access to different things they don't necessarily have that level of control to be subjected to that music So they don't care about it as much as we did because that's all we had. Our parents were our outlets, and they don't necessarily have that because they have freedom and access to things that we did not at a a very young age.
0: I'm going to drill down a little bit further. Um, Music, when we were kids, was communal, right? Like, you know, uh, my mom and I was talking the other day about how, you know, when I was like four or five years old, um, and you know, it's me, my cousins, you know, we were all in the back seat. My mom driving, my aunts in the car, and they were singing that song, You Gotta Have a J.O.B. But that was because that's you what your mom listened to. Ain't nothing. Was that going your selection? But the rent. No,
1: it wasn't. That's what I'm saying. But
0: I was in the car. That's what's playing in the car. That's the work I'm getting.
1: But that's what I'm saying. But kids it, was still, today,
0: it was still introduced by your mother. But I'm saying, yeah, I'm just digging deeper on the point. I'm saying, kids today. This kid's in the back seat with his headphones in. This one's in the back seat with his headphones in. The parents are listening. What well, they're listening to, everybody's separate.
1: Again, that's what I
0: said. Access. Yeah. I said I'm drilling deeper. Access. Pause.
1: hmm Access. It's the yeah. same. Yeah. So, like, so that's I, what I'm saying. That, that,
0: that's part of the reason for that disconnect.
1: But that's why I feel like, yes, that is that's definitely, we're saying the same thing. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying that that's why it's easier for... I mean, everybody from that generation is not like that, though. No. You know, you have people like 21 Savage who plays super homage to, you know, people before. And you have other people like, I mean, everybody's not Lil Yachty, you know, or Uzi uh, Vertz who is doing these things.
0: Amongst the younger kids, it's kind of like, it's like eclectic to listen to, you know, Big and Pac and Tribe and, you know, all of the stuff that we grew up in. Like, like those are the... Eclectic kids—they're—they're, they're, you know—they're artsy, they're trendy, they're—they're they're this, they're that, and the third. So I—I I think it is a little bit different in that regard. But
1: I think also too is that that level of respect in music—if that's something you grew up with in your house, and that's something that kind of, like you said, created that communal, uh, that sense of community for you, your parents. Your cousins, your aunts, like having those moments where you all were listening to Mm -hmm. old me, like all these generations of music, it helps you develop your appreciation for those songs.
0: Like it was probably the same way for our parents when, you know, like you look at television, right? Way back in the day, there was one television in the whole house. And if you wanted to watch television, you went downstairs and you all watched it together as a family. And that was your shared experience
1: yeah, but when we were growing up, that wasn't our shared experience. No, well, it wasn't we were, mine.
0: Cause we were growing up, I had a TV in my
1: room. I had a TV in my room. My yeah, mom had so a you, TV in her
0: room. So you went and you had these separate experiences, and that kind of shaped your way, like the, the the same way that we feel about our parents' music. We don't necessarily feel about our parents' TV shows.
1: Right? Well, that's because, not necessarily true either.
0: Not all of them. I'm, because I'm saying, I'm saying I'm speaking generally.
1: No, I'm just saying that's yeah. not necessarily true either. Because the reason why I say that is. In the 80s, you weren't really making the decisions of what, what you wanted. to. So I didn't really start making decisions on what I really wanted to watch until I was maybe, I don't know, double digit age. There was a lot of things that my mother watched and we, she would say, let's watch TV. And I would watch what she was watching. Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course, there was Saturday morning cartoons and there was things that, you know, kitty things. But as far as, you know, Cosby Show and, like, that was above my emotional maturity. I didn't know to to say, oh, I want to watch Cosby Show. No, that's something my mom was watching, and I would watch too. So, but now that the kids today, they don't necessarily have to to do that. You're old ass. I'm old, (laughs) and they don't have to do that because they can make, I mean, there are people who have children now that I work with who say, I don't know anything about Peppa Pig.
0: Fuck is Peppa Pig?
1: Yeah, it's it's clear that you yeah. See, so you don't know about Peppa Pig either, no. or or um the I can't remember the girl's so name right now. You said Peppa
0: Pig like I was supposed to know who the hell Peppa Pig is.
1: But I'm saying this is stuff that the kids have access to. You know, kids are watching TV on YouTube now. There's so many ways to kind of get that content. that content that you know it's not controlled the way it was when we were kids. It was only a select few shows that kids were watching at that time. For sure, which bonded us.
0: For sure. Now let's get back to um to Kodak Black, troll because he because he is clearly
1: well he did apologize trolled. but kind of like a, a back yeah, I wasn't a no back dead. but like, I'm saying hey, that was his version of an apology but I don't know how you say I'm sorry but I didn't do anything wrong
0: yeah that's not an that's apology. not
1: really an apology
0: no an apology is accepting what you did wrong and taking ownership and responsibility for what you did wrong but, I mean at 21 you know it's like all right like. When you're 21, you don't necessarily have, like, a good understanding. You don't have a good understanding of what an actual apology is. You don't have a whole lot of self-awareness. You don't necessarily know who you are as an individual. And, um, you know, I I did see a lot of people, like, you know, kind of just the commentary online of, Oh, yeah, his his parents spells him, his mother, da-da-da-da, this, that, and the third.
1: Well, Kodak Black was actually, I think it was him and one other person. And, I, and they made a very good argument. They said, okay, so we're going to cancel Kodak Black for saying um, the distasteful things he said to Lauren London. But we're not going to cancel Kodak Black for saying that he did not want to have children with black women. Due to them being too dark, yeah, I remember. that. So, what was the outrage when he said those things about black women? Now that you know, we if we could have had a little bit more of that outrage, outrage about you know him saying that about black women too. Well, so. he,
0: he's consistently. I mean, he said that about black women. He's he's talked shit about um young young ma. Um, like there's, there's a lot of stuff that he's just kind of like come off the cuff with and, you know, said that's been disrespectful towards various different groups of people and nobody's checked him for it.
1: Well, I think that Kodak Black, I mean, not necessarily, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not excusing him in any way. So I just want to make that clear, but I am going to point out a few things, you know, as we grow, I mean, I could think of a million stupid things I said in my at that age. And, you know, Thanks. at the time that I wasn't really thinking about the ramifications of the things that I'm saying, I'm just saying or, or them. Or even the
0: deeper meaning. Or the
1: deeper meaning behind what I'm saying. I'm just saying them because now I'm actually in control of my own narrative. And sometimes, I mean, which will have a... I, I think that'll be a really good podcast to have about how when... You're 18 and you need to start making all these decisions for yourself and what that may look like when someone's been telling you for the last 17 years how to eat, sleep and, um, you know, when to go. So, like they someone was controlling your schedule. So I say all that to say that I don't believe that Kodak Black has the emotional maturity to make certain decisions in the way that is favorable and that is understood among a mass of people. I think he, I, I mean, like his music, he speaks to a specific crowd or a specific amount of, uh, people. And I, I'm not saying that he can't grow from this situation, but I know it's definitely hard to grow from a situation where you don't think that there was any accountability on your part or that you did anything wrong. Um, with the he, things he, that he, you
0: said. He, he's so scared to look away or to look like somebody's, you know, checking him or putting him in his place. So because, uh, uh, you know, I, I listened to the apology and, and a lot of it I had difficulty understanding, just being frank. But, um, you know, one, one thing that he kept saying is all y'all on the Internet not going to little boy me basically talking to TI, talking to Game, talking to whoever, you know, basically had posted saying, hey fam, like, you need to knock it the fuck off because you're wilding right now. And his whole thing was about his perception and how he presents himself as a man in these public spaces. And that is also part of maturity, is like, understanding when is the appropriate time to man up and when you need to Sit down, shut the fuck up, and listen to what people are telling you.
1: But I feel like sometimes when we're I mean, when we're talking about that specifically, I think even adults have that problem when oh, yeah, people are so saying, you know, certain things. And I think that you have it, these words and sometimes difficult conversations are received better from people you actually respect. So maybe Kodak Black doesn't really respect um, a Snoop Dogg or um, a Tank or a game or a TI in this in this regard for him to take their words in a way that was saying, okay, maybe I did fuck up. Maybe I didn't say the right thing. Maybe I shouldn't have um, made that video or, or said those things on my live. And I think those relationships really matter in times of strife. And I don't think that T.I. Game or anyone, anyone else who spoke on the situation necessarily had a relationship of influence on Kodak Black for him to receive the things that he said. In a in a way, um, receive the things that they were trying to say in a way that would be beneficial to him in the long run. The other part about it is, is that I kind of feel, and I'm not. This is not in any way taking away from the disrespectful and distasteful comments that he made in regards to her emotional journey moving on from this in regards to grief and I know as a as a person who is still working through their own grief from the loss of my son that it comes in waves and you don't know when it's going to come sometimes the wave is very small and it's like okay this hurts but I can keep going and sometimes the wave will knock you right on your fucking ass and you don't know what you're going to do so I I feel like that your his his statements were just very, very out of line and not very considerate to someone who is grieving on such a, a traumatic level and, and and suffering such a loss in that way. But I I'm I'm saying about the game and TI, I feel like that there was a different approach that both of them could have taken in regards to relaying that message to um, young Kodak Black, I feel like that they could have reached out to somebody in his camp and said, hey, this is not the time for you to say the things that you have been saying. But I do understand that when people are feeling grief and they're feeling uh, loss and they're confused and they don't know how to necessarily process what's actually happened, that they act out as well. And I well, feel like I mean, they the, could have the, done that. The,
0: the thing is, and, and I've seen a lot of people say that, but I mean, the fact is, as small as that industry is, Everybody don't know everybody.
1: No, they don't. And, but and, I, I and, mean, but they could have they, found out. Like it you know, would, what have, what been, mean, it would have been, it would have been effortless is, to like, find out who Kodak Black's manager was. What
0: I'm saying is, if there had been a relationship there, then I'm sure they would have gone through back channels. But the way that popped up, if there's no existing relationship, you're like, I ain't gonna fuck him.
1: That's true. And I mean, like
0: there's, there's like there's, the, there's that emotional component. Like yo, this man, like at that point, dead three days, like. Nah, we gon' we to go on our, you know, we gon' you know, basically come back the same way he came he came out the gate, and yeah, that's not the best way. Like, definitely, you know, game is a grown ass man. Ti is, is definitely a grown ass man. Like, they they definitely have the um the poise and the wherewithal to handle that differently, but at the same time, I can't fault them for having an emotional response. When it was somebody that they clearly did know personally that passed, that versus somebody that they did not know personally.
1: No, I, no, I'm not saying that what they did was wrong, because I don't feel that way at all, and and that's what I had said in my response. I said I know that sometimes grief can, you know, bring up feelings and cause actions that you are not necessarily prepared to um go forward with in the best way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause you're still trying to understand yourself. How could this happen? Yeah. Why is my friend gone? Um, you know, and I, I and didn't, I didn't feel, even know
0: Nip and I feel like, like I mean, you know, yeah, just, it's, it's like,
1: a, it's a very hurtful feeling and, yeah. you know, I've, and, and even today when they were, um, and, and we're going to close in a few minutes, but even today when I was watching his, you know, slightly kind of watching his funeral, and listening to his mom and the things that she was saying and how, you know, she felt that, you know, her son was somewhere different. And it, I couldn't help but to, as a, as a mother, to think of my own son and to think about no one should have to ever go through that pain of bearing their own children. And um, that, that alone is just is so hurtful. And it was a trigger for me. And I know that even when I was going through that, or me and Jameson was going through that ourselves, you know, we may not have been the best selves. We may not have been recognizable at that time. You know, we may have been angry. We may have been upset in in trying to figure out and navigate what our emotional mindset was going to be. So I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm just saying that there was a different, there could have been a different way to have handled that with him. But, you know, you can't, how you feel when something so traumatic like that happens is really unpredictable. And, and, and you just don't know how things will turn out and you don't know how you're going to react so to something like that. But after all the dust has settled and you look back at it, I think that definitely there is, there was an alternative there and there was a missed opportunity to truly educate Kodak Black in, in, in those etiquette ways because maybe that's something he's never been shown. Maybe that's something that he didn't grow up with. Maybe that's something his mother didn't advise to him. And or I feel that his, like, his or, or anybody. And I feel that it is our responsibility because he belongs to us. It is our responsibility to take care of him and to make sure that he is the best representative of himself because he is one of us.
0: For that, that's that's difficult to do with him in particular because he takes such an aggressive stance towards which could the be a, older the, generation, but
1: which could be a deeper reason of why we don't know what his issues yeah. are. But the only way we can find out what those issues are is to actually talk to him and try to and try to level with who this young man is and why he feels the way he does and why he feels he needs to live a life that's so disrespectful where he doesn't allow himself to be open enough to be guided.
0: All right, um, yeah, so I I think that about wraps it. Um, One more time, we just want to send love, light to um, the family of of Nipsey Hussle, um, his friends, everybody that loved him. I I was a huge fan of his music. I am still a fan of his music. Um, Have listened to him for at least four or five, six years now, and uh, sorry to to have that, to deal with that loss, Uh, tremendous loss to our community.
1: It is. It definitely is. And again, I send all of the condolences to his mom, his children, Lauren, all of them. And I I pray for well wishes and heal hearts and and, and happy moments going forward. Um, Nothing but positive energy around that family at this time. And as Lauren London can say, the marathon continues.
0: Yeah. Um, make sure y'all go out, stream his music.
1: As much as you can. Yeah, just tur- li- and
0: turn it to the highest volume and, and let let that man's name live forever.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure
0: it will. All right. Um. This has been another version of the B.O.B. Podcast. We appreciate you joining us. JB uh, trying
1: to give y'all his radio voice. Yo,
0: my radio voice is flat. His radio you voice is trash. You are now rocking with the B.O.B. B. Podcast. Yo,
1: y'all should tell him to stop doing it.
0: The Bonds Over Bands podcast. Oh God! It's back on there. All right, stop.
1: It's terrible. <laughs> it's like so terrible. Yo, um, every um, before we before we cut out of here and we're off like a prom dress. Um, really? I want, I want, no, no, I'm not
0: gonna let that rock. Why? Cause it was trash.
1: No, it wasn't. Yeah, you're, you're so mad. We're off
0: like a prom dress. We're
1: off like a prom dress. Don't be mad.
0: Don't be salty. A hey, joke trash.
1: Don't be mad. Like you so mad. Like you saw. So, you're such a hater. Like. Why are you such a hater? Does it feel good to hate that hard? i Ooh, hater. does it feel good? Like, let me get you a hater shirt, hi hater.
0: Wasn't it by hater? No, it was high hater.
1: It was high. Thanks. No, shout shout to out Mano. to Maino. Yeah. Anyway, Maino, you know what? Maino, that's another you give day. Him that story? Is another reason <laughs> you don't give him that story? Maino is another reason I ended up with my husband <laughs> to this day. He thought it was crazy, but, you know, men like crazy. What can you do? Um, anyway, um... I want to thank everybody for supporting us and please shout us out on um, Instagram and let us know if you guys have any topics you want to hear us touch on. We're definitely um, in the next couple of episodes, uh, we're developing some interviews. So we got interviews coming our way. We're going to have more guests on the um, Bonds Over Bands podcast. We're really enjoying what we're doing here and we just appreciate um, everybody listening to us and um, supporting us in the way that you have been. And that's not always monetary and, you know, by the shares and simply commenting under it. And, you know, it's going to be a slow start for sure. But, you know, anything worth having is worth building. And I definitely believe in our podcast. And I know that from the positive reinforcement that you all have been giving us over this time, over these last six episodes has been amazing and it has done nothing but encouraged us to continue to make more and more content for you all to enjoy even though we're tired at this time is like after 10 o'clock at night and we have work tomorrow but we still potted to make sure that you all had content for the next day
0: well um as you know uh as long as i get five listens i'm right back doing another podcast
1: i just want oh yeah and lastly before we cut out and um like and, 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 um we peeled like a banana. See, that was terrible. Uh <laughs> I wanna shout out to my wonderful co-host and biggest number one supporter of my husband. He is like the best person um that I know. He is the best human and I'm not gonna lie, after Nipsey had passed, all I could think about was my own husband and and, and be so grateful that the Lord allowed me another day to just spend with him and to learn him and to grow with him and to bother him and breathe on him and laugh with him and joke with him and to do things creatively together and to continue to grow. He is by far my best friend. There is no one on this earth and on this planet who respects me more than him. And, I, I, and sometimes I know when I when I wake up in the morning and I see him in his quiet moments that I probably... Just don't even deserve it on some level, but I'm just so grateful that it's here, and even more grateful today. So I just wanted to shout him out really, really quickly, and um, I'm gonna cut out of here before I start crying because I, I I am a baby. He knows that, and uh, yeah, that's all. And this is episode six. And I don't know if Jay has something to say before we close, but I'm 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 done now. Uh, I had to, I had to get that off my 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 chest.
0: Yeah, love you too. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that that definitely um impacted all of us, and uh, I think especially, um, couples. Uh, obviously everybody grieves and and receive that news differently. Um, but a lot of us, a lot of those of us that are in a marriage or in a long term relationship, um, I, I I think it just hits us um a little bit differently. Um, when you think about somebody that is, you know, your anchor, somebody that is your support, somebody that is your shelter, somebody that is your safe haven, um, having somebody, something like that so traumatic happen um, really, really, really affects you. And, and, and like I said, I'm, that's not to take away from how anybody else responds to this tragedy, but just from, from my perspective, um, that's... Has been extremely impactful. Um. Anyway, um. We 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 don't want to end on a downer, so
1: I think we're gonna find some club music to insert here. Um, I'm gonna twerk it, twerk it, twerk it, twerk it on the flow, twerk it on the flow. Is that a song? I don't know. Is it? Anyway. Uh, this <laughs>
0: We are trying, like we've been trying to close for the last ten minutes. For real, we're
1: um, yeah, I mean, having because we always have so much fun and we never want to leave. Yeah, we always want to stay with y'all, but we we really gotta go because we gotta go to bed because it's ten o'clock at night and we Yo, got we got jobs. Stop telling
0: people it's ten o'clock at night.
1: But it is. We got jobs, and I gotta <laughs> sleep, and I'm an hour behind my sleeps. Anyway,
0: um, this has been the Minds Over Bands podcast episode six. Until next time, oh, man, damn, we podcasting again in two days. We sure is. Fuck. All right, we're gonna be on time this week. Probably. Peace.
1: We're, we're gonna be on time this week. We're gonna be on time. We ain't gonna make y'all way until them. Friday. Close. We're not gonna make y'all way until Friday. Besides, don't oh push us because we're close to the edge. We're trying not to lose our heads. Just ah, ah, ah. depending on some time to
0: make me wonder why you wanna take us sun. Why you wanna take us under.